Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. podcast where we dust off our Bibles and uh, see what in the world is in there, uh, drink in hand. My name is Justin Gentry, your co-host for today. I'm a former seminarian ministry dropout and uh, lover of the weird things in the Bible and the weird things that it does to people. And I'm joined today by my co-host... Hi, uh, Terry Williams Douglas. That was, I love that. Um, I am a Bible school dropout. So taking one for the team. Um, and, you know, he's kind of like born and raised in a very like righteous, holy environment. And yeah, now I'm not really into the Bible so much. And even Jesus is like, even some days like Jesus is kind of like, eh for me so that kind of that kind of leads us into our drinking game for today yeah jesus being eh. Eh, eh. Eh. It's kinda, eh. um but before we get to that i did want to talk about um speaking of jesus being eh, uh there's a lot of worry and concern in the evangelical space about uh, all of us that think that jesus is kind of eh. and it was marked the this week or last sunday uh, by this sermon by David Jeremiah uh, about the exvangelical phenomenon and talking about how it could be the beginning stages of the end times uh, with a lot of fanfare. I mean, there were giant slides about exvangelical and this and that. I didn't personally listen to the sermon. I did, I did not want to put myself through that. Uh, our uh, founding chief, uh, patron saint, Blake Chastain, he did put himself through oh, that, yeah. so he might mention that on his podcast later. Uh, but uh, it is fascinating to me. Um, I, I think, I, I don't know if it's unexpected. Maybe I always thought that they thought we were heralds of the end times, but to have, you know, prominent evangelicals in sermons saying that this, you know, hey, this could be the beginning of the tribulation, all these ex-evangelicals, people defecting from the church and leaving. Uh, I find it um, funny. Uh, mm -hmm. And I find it interesting that it's like, we will blame this mass departure from the church on anything other than our own behavior. Yeah. Like, anything. So now it's like, this is part of God's plan. Like it's, mm -hmm. we've, we've, we've gone there. This is part of God's plan that all these people leave because it's, you know, this deception is happening 
and the end times are coming. Jesus is coming back soon. So just stick with us, keep tithing, folks, and and we'll make it. So, oh man. Wait, is he like, is he like pre pre-trib, post-trib, you know? <laughs> I, I think I he he's he, he's a tribber, I'm sure. <laughs> um just because I'm like wait a second how far along in this whole thing are we because I would like to um I would like to move things along things that do not require moving the freaking embassy in Israel but uh yeah oh if we could if we could speed this process up get these folks out of here they don't want to be here anyway everybody's yeah. better off everybody the planet is a safer place because we don't have people advocating for its destruction what's it called used up when it's like the earth will be used up like a garment or whatever jesus said yeah i remember used up like yeah it'll be used up and we're gonna just throw it away jesus is gonna throw it away start from scratch start it over so yeah uh fascinating i and i don't know exactly his tribulation you know it's probably it's something to do with like you know this is the first 3.5 years of the tribulation uh so yeah so maybe in 3.5 years hopefully before the next election all the evangelicals will be raptured away yeah praise god hallelujah i'm I'm here for all of this shit yeah go for it bring me the rapture (laughs) yes start the rapture now (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh just like yeah we just we just need to get this show on the road you guys it's it's been a while that you've been telling us yeah it's uh any minute now. Any minute now. Yeah. I mean, I remember as a, as a kid, any minute now, I had a friend uh, that went to my conservative Christian high school. And I remember his mom would always say, like, it was like a joke she would say, like, you know, we well, worries about something, whatever. She's like, oh, the Lord will come back before then. Like, she would say that all the time, you know? And like, I remember thinking, even as a kid, it's like, do you pay taxes? <laughs> like, are you just like, Lord will come back before then? Don't need to worry about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's still working on it. It's just, he's fashionably late. Yeah. Can't judge him for that. You know, I mean, he's got it. He's got to look good before he shows up. So that his, part makes sense. His to me. first trip did not end well. Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. So he might not be super thrilled about coming back. I, if I went to a place and they crucified me, I would not be, I'd be like, nope, I'm done. Bye. Nope. <laughs> Peace. I'm out. So it's so funny. Yeah, but he's going to come back to the U.S. because the U.S. is now God's chosen people. Yes. Yes. We are. We are the, just so gross. Yeah. Yeah. I, the whole like we're the new Israel thing, even though we should support Israel and God's coming back for Christians, but not Jews, because most Christians would say Jews are most evangelicals would say Jews are going to hell, but we need to save the I don't whatever. Um, it doesn't make sense because it's not based on reality. It's really not even based in the Bible. It's just a fantasy. True. It's weird fan fiction. Real weird fan fiction. I mean, honestly, though, like we're totally off topic now. Are yeah. we off topic? We're, no, we we're on to topic. Talking we're talking about David Jeremiah. Yeah, Are we Evangel- supposed to be talking I- about ex and the end times? We're still on topic. Remarkably just- on topic for us, actually. <laughs> yes. But like the book of Revelation is just like it's batty when you're in, when you're out, it's kind of like mm-hmm. okay. Talking about the horror of Babylon getting yeah. a blowjob. Yeah. 
she's fine with it. Everybody's fine with it. Apparently I'm fine with it. I'm rooting for her personally, but that's just, hey, I'm biased. You know, Pro-sex work. I'm, I'm not right going to, I'm not going to kink shame the whore of Babylon at all. Hello. She wants to ride a dragon. She can ride a dragon. Get that, it girl. Get it. You know, that's fine. Yeah. It's, it is a strange book. And I think that's why, I think that's why when you run it through the ringer of evangelicalism, it comes out with this weird shit. Like, yeah. and they're doing these like yeah. timetables yes. and these, you know, and, and yeah, like the debate over whether Jesus is coming back before the tribulation, middle trib, you know, post trib, whatever. Because um, it's not a linear story. And I'm sorry, now that I'm out of evangelicalism, I cannot say the word trib without <laughs> going somewhere else. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, so it is a very strange, such a strange thing. And it, it isn't, again, it's not surprising to me that they're, they're now like using this movement of people leaving as like they're, this is our end times end game right this is our and this is you know if you just stay if you you if you just stay you'll for a little bit longer jesus is going to come back and save you from all of this um, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, it was something that's really interesting is i feel like in the last eh, well the last decade that i was in the church there was so much talk about um so from like 20 to 30 or like 21 to 31 like i was mostly at church took a couple of breaks um but there was so much talk about like the global South and that's where God was moving. And that's where all the revivals were. And that's really where we need to focus our efforts. Um, which total, total, total tangent, but it's just really quick. I am currently reading the book 1491. And I started thinking about like how much, how much missions work could functionally be defined as genocide as we understand it right um if you like if you just look at the numbers i'm just really curious to see if there were missions you know prior to the 50s that weren't that weren't like actual genocide i'd be very curious to know about these things i the 50s was a bad guess but sometime certainly it is a cultural genocide for sure yeah but i mean that's well well, so it didn't it, have been without cultural erasure. Cultural erasure. Yeah. Well, it, because as I understand Western civilization, uh, <laughs> the religion and the culture go together. Like yeah, God so loves you can't, you can't take them apart. God loves us so much, and mm-hmm. we are a perfect reflection of God. Meaning, our culture is a perfect reflection of God. So you have to be Western. Like, so a conversion yeah. isn't just like worship Jesus, but be. Indian as in like from the sub, you know, Asian subcontinent or be Native American. It's you have to now dress like us. You have to speak like us. You have to act like us uh, Mm because that's what Jesus would want. Um, So Jesus the white guy. Jesus the white guy. So yeah, sure. Definitely a cultural or erasure of genocide. But, you know, even going back 100, 200 years, there's, you know, killings, there's murder, there's spreading of disease. For for sure, yep. that was what I remember when COVID started. There were people that were wanting to do missions work with, you know, un unreached quote unquote people's groups or oh my god hunter gatherer oh societies. And you know, there's you know this global outrage. Like, what are you doing? You're going to spread disease to them. You are going. You're going to wipe these people out potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. For what? 
And, yeah. and there was that guy a year and a half, two years ago that got killed yeah. by the tribe that does not want people around. I don't either. Go, go then. And, and they were calling him a martyr. And I, I mean, I do think he was a martyr of sorts, but more of a like the same it was way. A that, martyr, it was a martyr of his own foolishness. Well, his own foolishness, but also I think the cultural brainwashing that says he yeah, had to Yeah, that's such a good point. That's like, such a good point. I didn't really think about the like brainwashing piece. Yeah, just because like, I was so brainwashed at that age too. Yeah, it, and so it's it. I I'm I guess I'm personally trying to work on being more compassionate towards evangelicals. This is why I do a podcast making fun of the Bible, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but simply trying to see it more through that frame of like of radicalization of brainwashing right. of just you know yeah. yeah there many people are just acting out on the information that they have um, yes and. Yeah, and, uh, and that yeah. information has been very filtered. Yes, you know, and, and so people sitting in this church with David Jeremiah probably are very scared about this ex-evangelical phenomenon. And so maybe a lot of grandparents will find this podcast because of it. Um, hey. Who knows? I hope, I, hope we get new fa- I hope we get new fans. Yeah, yeah. I need, some, I need some grandma and grandpa listeners. I'm here for that. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> for sure. So, uh, so today we're going to talk about Jesus and we're going to kind of pivot to the New Testament a bit. And we're going to talk about Jesus walking on water, uh, which is a, again, a story that many of us are familiar with. Uh, but what I want to do for our drinking game today is I want you to take a drink and obviously take a drink of your favorite beverage, your beverage of choice, whichever that is, whether it's alcoholic, water, whatever. Uh, I want you to take a drink every time Jesus does something that you used to think was completely normal, but now you would view as problematic for someone claiming to be the embodiment of divine love. So keep that in mind. Uh, Take a little drink. Every time Jesus is like, you're like, hey, wait a second. That used to be normal. And now it sure sure is not. It sure is not. (laughs) it, It is not normal. This is not good. No one claiming to be God oh, should be doing this. Man. Anyway, oh, man. So, Tori's going to take it away today. And then we're going to talk about the story. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, I didn't actually want to read the whole thing just because it's, you know, it's in three different books. It's in Matthew, Mark, and John, this story of Jesus walking on the water. So um, kind of to summarize, like the, the Matthew version has Peter in it too like named, named. So essentially Jesus has this big, huge revival sermon thing on the side of the lake. And then um, he like wraps up and he tells his disciples, like, go take the boat, get out of here. I'm going to tell these people to like leave so that they can go home. And um, after he gets all the folks out, he goes up on the mountainside by himself to pray is what the scripture says. And it also says it was nighttime later that night. He was there alone. Really? You went there by yourself and you're still alone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Shocking. Well, Uh, I think they needed to clarify that there wasn't like a Ruth situation going on. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's like, I think that they needed to clarify that like he is on the side of a mountain during a massive fucking storm. It's getting poured on and like just chilling. Yeah, just chilling. (laughs) with the lord 
with the I just I can't I can't imagine praying for three or four hours like in a fucking rainstorm I cannot no I can't on the side of a mountain too right so like the rain is blowing sideways especially when um, you allegedly have the power to stop a rainstorm like why are you anyway okay yeah. whatever we'll get Go into ahead. that later <laughs> um so the boat Jesus apparently can see miles in the dark at night cool uh he sees the boat his boys they're out there struggling having a real hard time uh john says that it's they went out three to four miles in this storm well jesus is just like hanging out doing his god thing in the middle of a fucking rainstorm yeah <laughs> and so he decides it's like okay i'm just gonna you know mosey on over there see what's up <laughs> so yeah. So the disciples see him and freak out, obviously, because they're like, oh, my God, this is a fucking ghost. Like, people don't walk on water. What is happening? Again, I don't know how, like, he must have been radiant, right? Because you yeah. cannot see four miles across a lake in the middle of the night. That is, that's not possible. Yeah. Um, so, so they're all, like, freaking out. And Jesus, being Jesus, is like, take courage. It is I. It's like, well... Do we want you? Like at this point, mm -hmm. at this point, you kind of screwed us over, dude. So, yeah. so Peter, of course, being one of my least favorite characters in the New Testament. I don't like any of the New Testament really. That doesn't matter. Um, Peter's like, hey, so if that's really you, I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna walk over there. And Jesus is like, sure, get it. And get so on out of that apparently, apparently he managed to stay on the water part right that yeah. was somehow supporting his weight until he saw the wind the bible says mm -hmm. which is very important and uh he starts sinking yeah. and then of course jesus chastises him and says oh you of little faith why did you doubt um well you screwed us over bro like yeah. you shouldn't have been out here in the first place so then they both climb like back into the boat and go places. It's really interesting because Matthew doesn't really get much into that. And then Mark and John are more like, once they got to the other side, um, kind of talk a little bit about what was going on. And so once they get to the other side, apparently it's now dawn. And Jesus is just really, he's big into these boat naps when there's a storm. So he was probably just asleep the rest of the time. Yeah. they show up in the morning and everybody's like oh my god it's jesus and so they start running around and like telling people who are sick and disabled like hey you should come and like see jesus and maybe he can cure you right yeah. um and they're begging to like touch the hem of his garment which is really interesting because i'm like in big crowds you kind of don't have a choice but to touch the person next to you yeah. <laughs> so i'm not sure how that shook out exactly but um and then John, I'm just going to do the but John's, weird. John, John's just so different. John is so weird. John is like, so weird. It's almost like it's a different so, Jesus altogether. So it's almost like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So John kind of, you know, he just jumps right in. His disciples went down to the lake and they got into a boat and uh, it wasn't like Jesus telling them like, hey, go get into a boat. Right. So this is kind of a different story. Like it's very different than like being commanded by God to like get in a boat and row to the other side of the lake. Yeah. 
And so it's dark out, right? Again, Jesus, for some reason, has decided to pray on the side of a mountain in the middle of a rainstorm. Nothing makes sense, you guys. Um, so then Jesus is like walking around on the water after he's done praying, maybe trying to get his boat nap, maybe not. And um, they like his disciples see him again and they're freaking out, which valid. Yeah. And again, he's just like, it's me. Don't be afraid. I'm like, I'm sorry if my friend has fucked me over and left me out here for four or five hours to row to nowhere. And they're just like walking past me on a lake. Just like, hey, peace. What's up? Going anywhere in that boat? <laughs> he just like, he just messes with them so much. It's and like so that then, moment in traffic where you're in a traffic jam and the person like walking is going faster and further than you. <laughs> That's what's happening. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. That's why Peter um, wanted to get out. It's like, can I just walk from here? Can I just rock the rest of the way? Yeah. I, I feel a little sick. Like I'm a fisherman and I feel a little sick. Um, so, so then, yeah, John kind of goes into more of the details of like what happens once they get to the shore the next day. And apparently all the people on like, I don't know, the east side of the lake realized that the disciples left without Jesus. And then they all ran around to the west side of the lake and uh why if that was faster because they were already there <laughs> and they're like jesus wasn't on the boat Je they noticed like they went around the lake and they noticed that jesus was not on the boat when the disciples left and he was on the boat when they showed up and like you could have just walked all of this yeah you didn't need the boat you didn't need the boat the people got there faster than you did <laughs> um and so yeah basically like it just it kind of ends the same way it's like everybody's like oh my god jesus is here like let's let's do this like let's bring everybody to him so yeah but jesus he's is pissy guy. and john he's pissy though that's what yeah. like and mark he's like oh sure i'll heal the sick and john he's like y'all just follow me because i do magic tricks and then and then he does that weird thing where he's like you know eat my flesh and drink my blood or something like you know like so like he gets that this, used to be normal yeah that's totally normal <laughs> you know oh my gosh it's like they found him on the other side of the lake like, rabbi when did you get here yeah so and then many pop followers depart so it's it's yeah so it's like a totally different jesus like yeah it's like, what is happening yeah. What is happening with this man? I'm just, it's so, it's so bizarre to me, like the whole story, which is why I wanted to do it. Yeah. Especially when there's like multiple versions of the same story and like the details that are added and subtracted. Again, like God's ways are higher than our ways. And every word in the Bible is clearly inspired by the mouth of God, but uh, directly dictated from the mouth of God. Correction. Oh, oh yes. Um, but yeah, the stories are different. And so like lining them up to kind of see like what happens in each and like how Jesus responds to each kind of situation differently, depending on which story you're reading. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a little crazy making, I feel like. Like this story is nuts. Yeah. And what is the moral? What I, do we I learn? Don't, yeah, what the point of it is the weird thing to me. 
you know, there's kind of three ways to interpret the, just the story. You know, there's people that would say, you know, this really happened. You know, this is a, this is an actual supernatural event that really happened, but people will say that. Uh, but then there are people that will say, no, um, maybe the disciples were mistaken. You know, it was such a crazy night. They didn't know where they were. Jesus was walking on the shore. And they thought he was walking on water or sandbar rocks or something. Uh, that's actually the least interesting interpretation to me personally. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then the story just got told over and over again. Oh, it looked like he was walking on water. Oh, Greek yep. and Aramaic is hard. Uh, he was walking on water, you know, after 10 people here, whatever. Right, right, uh, yeah. And then there's the more like mythopoetic interpretation where this is just made up whole cloth to tell us something about what people thought about Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, it, but mm -hmm. it, it didn't happen. Um, right. It, it's interesting that this story is not in Luke, which is supposedly the more orderly mm -hmm. Stories about Jesus, um, yeah, and it and it's weird because it's like what what was the point? I mean, you could you could make the biblical point that you know Jesus is hovering on the waters, like Yahweh hovered on the waters. Mm -hmm. You know, the waters but are chaos. That, like why? How, but why? How does that? How what do, what does that apply to? Yeah, like how does that apply to anything? Like you know, and I. It, it doesn't even seem like that great of a miracle. Like, so what? You can fucking walk on water. Like, it doesn't help me any. Doesn't. Like, I still gotta pay my bills. This doesn't do anything for me. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Um. You know, and there are like some stories of other myths. Like I think it was, I think I looked, I looked it up today. I was deep in the weeds on like Assyrian mythology, <laughs> like oh, whether because I think there were legends about like King Xerxes and Alexander the Great and a few other like you know these prominent historical figures also walking on water. So maybe it's like oh Jesus right. is is better than them. Yeah. Like, but yeah. Meh. So what? He's better than Xerxes. This still does nothing for me. Especially like for the disciples in the boat. Yeah, if I'm the disciples, I'm actually kind of pissed because mm -hmm. the story takes place after Jesus took the nap in the boat and calmed the waves mm -hmm. earlier. So yeah. like, so they know he can do this. And so for him to like, just send them ahead maybe or miss the boat maybe or, and then just kind of stroll out like, hey guys, why are you worried? What's wrong? It is I. No shit. Yeah. Who else would it be? Yeah. Why don't you do something about this storm? Hi. Could you like? Could you fix this? What were you doing? Why? Why were you doing it? Why did you just like screw us over like this? Like, why are you fucking with your boys, Jesus? Why? Yeah. It and make so, any sense to me. What are so, they learning? I don't know. Like, and so I Jesus like. Fucks so, with you. Yeah. Yeah. The, this is the story. This is the moral of the story. That you know, life is tricksy, and God doesn't have any problems fucking with you which mm -hmm. which you know if if this was like a trickster deity we were talking about like i like trickster deities in my mythologies they're great but i don't worship them i don't i don't think they love me so they don't want to follow them because they're assholes like 
that's what yeah. they are. Uh, yeah, and dicks. So, yeah, and then and then Jesus doing that thing, uh, especially in yeah in the book of John afterwards, where you know he's out flaunting his godhood, walking on water, <clears throat> and then when people come to him because they're sick and they're hungry, he's like, "You just follow me because I do the tricks. You don't really love yeah. me." Yeah. Um, honestly that's that's like manipulative bullshit you know like if i had the power if i had the power to heal people right if i had that power and people came to me to be healed like i could see where maybe i'd be a little bit sour like are you really my friend or you just want to hang around me because i do cool shit i mean that's a fair okay yeah but for me to like throw it in their face and be like you're just here to get healed as if that's some like lower motive (laughs) Like you should be concerned about spiritual things, not your cancer. Like that right. just that to me is like this is eh. Like eh. Yep. It, you yeah, just it, being this, eh. this is kind of this is really icky to me. Um and and if you're gonna be like that, Jesus, th- then I, I don't have any business. I don't have I don't have anything for you to you can, you aren't gonna do anything for me. Um right. and right. I'm not interested in that. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like, as a parent, very much with my kids, if it's a situation where I can do something to make their lives measurably easier and I just choose not to, to fuck with them, like that's that's some pretty shitty parenting. Yeah. You know, it really is. Um, if you put your kid in a situation intentionally to fuck with them, that's even more messed up so jesus out here like kind of hanging his boys out to dry i'm not really sure where i how i feel about that in terms of like god being good and holy and um worthy of praise i think that that verse this is my favorite verse because i use it i use it for god and jesus all the time like this is their life verse (laughs) he who knows the good that he ought to do and does not do it sins yes yes and 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 if you're gonna make an argument whether or not Jesus could or couldn't sin and you ran it through that verse oh absolutely I, I have to you have to come to the conclusion that he is sinning here or or do some kind of weird uh, you know arithmetic to like explain away that this is actually what is happening uh which I did as a pastor I will admit True. you know when I would have absolutely. to teach on this when I would have to teach on this passage you know I would soften it like oh well mm-hmm. there are ways you can kind of like because no one speaks Koine Greek anymore. Like, turns out. So turns out no one speaks Koine Greek anymore. Uh, it's questionable whether or not even Jesus spoke it. And, <laughs> and so you can kind of massage it a little bit to be like, well, he wasn't like saying like, you don't have faith. He was saying like, oh, you have little faith. Oh, I feel compassion and sadness for you. Like, but I don't think that's really what he's saying. Like now right. that I have a little, now that I have a little more honesty and can take a step back, I'm like, no, I think this is this is chastisement. Um, yeah. This yeah. is this is tricksy. This is mm-hmm. um, like messing with people's motives, which I you know I I am about that in some ways. Like mm-hmm. I will definitely throw it in people's face if I feel like they're being self righteous or they're being dicks or whatever. But when it's when it's like these people are coming to you because you healed them and they want to see like more healing and yeah. you fed them and they're hungry and want more food. That really feels like punching down. Uh-huh. Yeah. The power dynamic there. Yeah. 
that makes it that's what makes it worse in my opinion yeah right it's like he could like he knew that they were going to be there so why are you all pissed off about it maybe you shouldn't have spent four hours on the side of a mountain with rain blowing in your face talking to the sky yeah ideas um but like yeah just with the power dynamic like that makes it so much worse right because it's not like you or me where we're you know really tired from having to walk across a lake for six or seven hours and then we get to the other side and we're like yeah all these people like I'm I'm pretty wiped guys like can we do this tomorrow yeah it's like it's not like that right he has all this ability that costs him nothing literally nothing it's no toll on him at all and he's just like meh yeah, there's no indication that miracles make him tired or i mean i mean jesus does get tired but there's not you know and you're the one that made the conscious choice to stay up all night and then walk across the water like, actions have consequences yeah and so yeah i just i it, there, and there are a lot of there, there's I, there's a lot of things in jesus teaching that i find still find compelling and fascinating and good mm-hmm. but a lot of these miracle stories the more I read them and the more I kind of process them, you know, through my current lenses, the less shiny Jesus looks. Yeah. Uh, and the and the less honestly, the less interesting, even. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you you have an I win button, essentially, because you're God. Um, and you just you choose to use it at weird times, you choose not to use it at weird times. And the whole my ways are not your ways only gets you so far mm-hmm. to me um, oh yeah oh absolutely because it's like you're i mean you're you're at a party and you decide to make more wine right but some man is like bringing his daughter to you who's crippled was in some sort of horrific accident and he's just like you know i don't feel like i don't feel like you're supposed to be here because you're trying to get stuff from me yeah that's, that's to me that's wrong uh, yeah, same. Yeah. Big same. I mean, I definitely think that there's some some value in like some of what Jesus says, but I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I, I mentioned earlier some of the ways that I've kind of massaged the text a little bit to make it more palatable. What are some things that maybe you did as an evangelical that you see now are like, oh, I was I was trying to make this less what it actually is. Um, you know, so I've got to be honest, I, at some point, I don't know when, but so for people who don't know, like my family, we read through the Bible every year. Um, and so I've read the Bible, like cover to cover 10 or a dozen times. And, um, I got to the point where I'm like, none of this is really making any sense. (laughs) I'm not going to try to make sense of it. Right. It's like, yeah, Jesus is doing this really cool stunt and um, he's perfect. So him telling these people off, they clearly deserved it. Right. And also like he's legitimately tired because he was up all night praying, which is on him, but whatever. (laughs) So then I just kind of like, if Jesus does it, it's a good thing. Right. Yeah. Um, Because that's what we were taught. It was like Jesus, Jesus was, I don't know that it was incapable of sinning but like absolutely chose not to under any circumstances yeah you can't question jesus right he is so anything he does even if it even if it triggers all of your alarms 
mm-hmm. whether it's abusive, not, not even abusive. I don't know that Jesus did anything off the top of my head that I would consider maybe abusive now, but right. certainly rude, right. mean, yeah. holding out. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Racist. Racist. Then... Yeah. A little bit, a little bit racist. Uh, <laughs> more than, more than Jesus, once. Maybe Jesus was white after all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and occasionally even patriarchal as well. Yeah. Uh, yep. I, I think certainly progressive for his time, but the right. prominent women in his ministry were also very wealthy. So, you know, mm. there is that. All this to say, you know, Jesus, to me, like, it works better when Jesus is a product of his time and Jesus is a man and Jesus, you know, gets pissy and isn't perfect then mm-hmm. it's like oh it makes more sense but when yeah when you put jesus on this pedestal where he's 100 god 100 human but really god like that, <laughs> that whole that whole thing where it's like you know we, we wax poetical about like oh he's man and god but no. <laughs> no we don't we do not hold that tension at all because the second you start making him more human like maybe he was racist they're like nope 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 can't go there uh you know, uh, anyway, so it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. And I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine being the disciples. And I think in some ways, maybe I would leave him at that point. Cause it talks about in John yeah. leaving him. If yeah. you're like, you're holding, you're literally holding out on us mm-hmm. because we're coming to you for the thing that you, you do. said you could provide, you said you could provide like, yeah. So and you told going, us to come here for this. And to hear your teaching and to get healed and oh, there's food here too. Amazing. Like you did yeah. the stunt, like you're the one that fed us. So can we see that happen again? That would be great. Well, you're just you're he's materially improving people's lives, yes. right? Yes. And then it's like on the other side of the lake, he's a completely different dude. I mean, it's it's not like on the other side of the lake necessarily, but like the John version of him on the other side of the lake. Yeah. He's just kind of like. Yeah, I don't know about y'all. I'm not sure what's up here. It's like you you really liked them like 12 hours ago. Yeah. What has yeah. changed? Yeah, you literally solved the problem of scarcity. Yeah. And then you decided, nah. People should die. Yeah, it's I don't fine. want to do that. Like, I'm sorry, no wonder they killed you. <laughs> like <laughs> you're kind of a dick, dude. You're kind of a dick. You're kind of being a dick right now. Um yeah, so it's a very strange, like, I don't, I don't know that there is a moral other than this is uh, a way to, a, a way for people to say my God is better than your God. Like, you know, my God is Jesus and he can walk on water. Your, your God, your God's beside and he lives under the water. Like, like, I don't know, like, what is that? So this is just, this is just like a, this is just like a divine dick measuring contest, really. I, I, I honestly, I think if I'm thinking about the, what that, the, what the purpose, the story would have served at the time it was written. I, I think, yeah, this is a divine dick measuring. At the most, no. at the most petty level as well. <laughs> I might add. Like, I'm just going to fuck with you. Yeah. No. It, it, I, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. From their perspective, that's what it was. It was just like, yeah, Jesus, but also like, you really screwed us over last night. Like, I need to go lay down. Yeah. 
I, we almost died out there. We almost died. <laughs> and then he decided to just walk on by. Yeah. So that was yeah. great. We had to like flag him down, get him to come help us. <laughs> so it was the praying, let's, like, let's reverse engineer this. He became a dick on the side of the mountain when he was praying for four hours with the wind and the rain in his face. Mm -hmm. So, And then he's a completely different person. So definitely don't pray. Never pray. But if you're going to pray, don't do it on the side of a mountain in the middle yeah. of a storm. Didn't at Jesus midnight. say like go into, go into the closet? Like close the door. Close, close the door. Windows. Yeah. Do this in a climate controlled area and you'll be less pissy. Oh my gosh. This is the moral oh gosh, of the story. I can't. This is the moral. I can't. <laughs> so if you're going to pray, do it inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, yep, that's the takeaway. Mm -hmm. It's our life verse. We, we, solved, we solved it. We solved Jesus. <laughs> we just diagnosed Jesus. <laughs> Something, I don't know. You pray inside. Sorry, Jesus. We're, we'll, uh, we're, we're armchair diagnosing you here. Apologies. This is a very strange story that the more I even talk about it, the lower my respect for Jesus gets, the more I think about the story. Just a very weird, weird place to be. Because um, uh -huh. you're supposed, like the point of the scriptures is like to tell us about Jesus' life and like yeah. how amazing he is. But like the, the more I think about this particular story and other miracle stories too, the more I'm like, God, you're, you're an ass. Like, <laughs> like straight up. And I guess like now I can't blame when pastors become like Mark Driscoll. Like I think in some ways, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're becoming like your role model in some ways. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I could materially provide for you, but I need to build this giant sanctuary. <laughs> oh, you, your kid. Yeah. Sorry about your kid. I got, yeah, we got stuff to do. Don't worry about it. I yeah. just need, I need to put my book on the New York Times bestseller list. So, yeah. So, Get we're going to spend thousands, en enough to cover your hospital visit for sure. We're going mm -hmm. to spend to buy my book because to buy my you, book. Know, you don't care about the higher things of God like I do. <laughs> oh my god yeah i don't know i guess so i guess pastors who are dicks they're really just following in the footsteps of their lord and savior jesus christ yeah i did have a twitter question about this one because i did post uh Ooh, to, to twitter fun. that we were recording a episode about jesus walking on water and the one question that i got was like what did the water feel like under his feet that's interesting you know i, I don't have an answer and someone said, uh, given all the aquatic miracles, is it fair to call Jesus a waterbender? <laughs> I, would, I would say yes. I think waterbending is perfectly within the realm of possibility. Um, mm -hmm. And <laughs> uh, Oh, this is your friend, Andrew. Uh, he said, of all the laws of physics an omnipotent being, being could violate, why choose something as banal as surface tension? <laughs> I oh I, fuck that's funny I I yes that is that is my like it's it's honestly kind of an unimpressive miracle mm -hmm. like you just fed 5,000 people with like five loaves and two fish I remember and, like one of the apologetics though for this story was that like part of the lake froze over and that's why he could walk on the water yeah which is First of all, I would like, like, does the Sea of Galilee freeze? That's my first question. 
second question i'm like it is in the middle of a desert so question mark uh but yeah my second question or i guess response to the first question that you talked about it's like hard water doesn't feel good it's called ice and we're just not don't really yeah. want to walk on that especially if it's going up and down still yeah you know in modern times the sea of galilee has never frozen but okay well, so, and it's also it's also in an afternoon, right? Like a lake cannot freeze in an afternoon, even if you went from like 75 and sunny to yeah. again this windstorm that's coming down. Like that if is I don't even right now I, I'm like I'm talking about this story and I didn't even like read it. Like what lake are they at? The lake. The Sea of Galilee. John says. Sea of Galilee. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Sea of Galilee just can't it, it can't freeze in 12 hours time. Yeah, there was like some protracted seasons of cold. They said 1500 to 2000 years ago, which, you know, would have been around the time of Jesus. But I still don't think you could get a boat out there and then 12 hours later not be able to move the boat. And then like ice surfing, like explain that. Like, did you just get (laughs) drunk and jump on a piece of ice? Ice surfing? And then and then like play it off to your disciples. Like, I'm walking on water, guys. Miracle. Mm. Ooh, what if it was a log? A log. Just what if it was a log? Yeah, sure. Come on out here, Peter. Like, oh, you fell. <laughs> Object lesson time. Like, even then, like, oh god. man. Oh so, my god, this is amazing. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, you know, the supernatural narrative version of this. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything, you know, to say. I think if you believe that this happened, um, yeah, fine. I, there's no way for me to disprove it. I guess, like, right? Yeah, there's not. It was not like a writing of Thaddeus, you know, like the most useless, the most useless disciple. Oh, so mean. <laughs> I, well, like some of them just didn't do anything. Like, I don't even think they show up other than like the list of the disciples. Like, it's not like we have a writing of Thaddeus that's like, it's all bullshit. Jesus was just a dude. I saw him shit one day. You know, he's just like any of us, you know, like there's not like a writing that disputes any of this. Right. That survived, at least. I just got to go with what I have, and this is an account, and I I can maybe not believe that it happened, but it it is a pretty weird hat trick. Mm. I think it's very it's very bizarre, especially for a deity. The deities All do right. weird things. Deities so. do do weird things, so I guess never mind. I'm retracting that statement. Yeah, so and that, I think that's where we'll land this one. Deities do weird things. All right, and you, and you can believe it or not or not. Perfect. Yep. So, uh, well, yeah, this was a fun discussion. I definitely, um, I learned some things about Jesus and, you know, kind of mad at him now, honestly. <laughs> and uh, if you, uh, if you would um, want to hear more, definitely like and subscribe. Uh, not like, leave a five-star review. Sorry. Leave a five-star uh, review. Five-star review and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, We put out podcasts uh, almost every week and we would love uh, for you to continue to listen to us. You can also follow us on the Twitters at Go Home Bible and also Instagram. These are the places we are at. Uh, Mm -hmm. We also have a Patreon. We would love for you to support if you have the ability to do so. Uh, You can get uh, some additional content as well as you can get a life first read to you uh, by us. Uh, we will assign you a life verse, and it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, we're very excited about that. And uh, a few other things here and there, uh, some live things. You get to hang out with us a little bit. 
uh, at some higher tiers. So please let us know uh, if you would uh, like to know more. Uh, also, uh, we are part of the Reverent Media Group and we are very excited to be a part of them. And we will continue to do events with them and things uh, going forward. Uh, so please check them out at irreverent underscore FM on Twitter or reverent.fm on the interwebs. Did I get it all? Yeah. I think you did. I think you got it all. It's impressive. It was a lot to it's remember. Very, very strong notes. work. <laughs> yeah, without notes. No, but seriously, I mean, if you are in a position and obviously like millions of people are where you don't have disposable income to like give away to a podcast, like just text a link of the show to your friend. Like mm -hmm. that's free. Um, if there's an episode that you really like or thought was interesting or funny or just gave you a new way to think about a Bible story that you were given as you were growing up, like that'd be really cool. Like just text it to a friend. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It's a great idea. Yay. So text a friend, my friends, and we Perfect. will see you next week. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.